Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hey guys, so today is letter 27 of the Screwtape Letters. We are getting so close to the end, and it's been so interesting the whole time. I just, I love all of the letters and all the insight that we're getting. And so today we're going to share more insight into the Screwtape Letters. So, the first line of letter 27 says, My dear Wormwood, you seem to be doing very little good at present. The use of his love the young woman, to distract his mind from the enemy is, of course, obvious, but you reveal what poor use you are of making it when you say that the whole question of distraction and wandering mind has now become one of the chief objects of his prayers. That means you have largely failed. When this or any other distraction crosses his mind, you ought to encourage him to thrust it away by sheer willpower and to try to continue the normal praying as if nothing had happened. Once he accepts the distraction as his present problem and lays that before the enemy and makes it the main theme of his prayers and his endeavors, then so far from doing good, you have done harm. Anything, even a sin, which has the total effect of moving him close up to the enemy, makes against us in the long run. Okay, so this letter starts out talking about how the patient isn't being drawn away from God by the girl like Screwtape told Wormwood to get her to do. Wormwood is supposed to distract the patient from praying for the girl and from praying altogether, but the patient keeps praying for the young woman and thinking about God and prays for forgiveness because he's not thinking about God enough. And then the last part where it says even sin isn't the demon isn't in the demon's favor if it brings the patient closer to God. That tells me that God can and will use anything to draw us back to him because God never gives up on us. It goes on to say, now is the time for raising intellectual difficulties about prayer of that sort. False spirituality is always to be encouraged. On the seemingly pious ground that praise and communion with God is the true prayer, humans can often be lured into direct disobedience to the enemy who has definitely told them to pray for their daily bread and the recovery of their sick. You will, of course, conceal from him the fact that the prayer for daily bread, interpreted in a spiritual sense, is really just as crudely petitionary as it is with any other sense. But since your patient has contracted the terrible habit of obedience, he will probably continue such crude prayers, whatever you do. But you can worry him with the haunting suspicion that the practice is absurd and can have no objective result. Okay, so what that's saying is make the patient question prayers and the effectiveness of praying. False spirituality, which I take as just going through the motions of spirituality, but not having a heart connection to them, is addressed here with prayers. So Screwtape is telling Wormwood to get the patient believing that prayers for daily bread or food and for the sick are absurd and won't have results. It goes deeper about getting the patient to believe his prayers won't work. It says, if the thing he prays for doesn't happen, then that is one more proof that petitionary prayers don't work. If it does happen, he will of course be able to see some of the physical causes which led up to it and therefore would have happened anyway. 
And thus a granted prayer becomes just as good a proof as a denied one that prayers are ineffective. So how true is this? We pray for something, and if it doesn't happen, we think, why do I pray? It doesn't even make a difference anyways. And then if something that we prayed for does happen, we would think, well, that was going to happen anyways. It's just because of circumstances and you can see physical evidence that that was going to happen. We choose to just believe that that's just how it was supposed to be. And then God gets no glory in that. We forget to look for him every day in all of life's random moments. I'm just going to tell you, it's never random when things happen. God always has a plan. There has to be ordained reasons that things happen. There has to be reasons why God does everything. So believing that something is going to happen when you pray and then it does happen, remember to give him glory and to, to thank him for that happening. So the next part talks about how God lives outside of time, but we live in time. So the patient thinks things happen just because they happen. He, in his heart of hearts, doesn't think God sees things as they are. Screwtape says, If you try to explain to him, talking about the patient, that men's prayers today are one of the innumerable coordinates with which the enemy harmonizes the weather of tomorrow, he would reply that the enemy always knew men were going to make those prayers, and if so, they did not pray freely, but were predestined to do so. And he would add that the weather on any given day can be traced back through its causes to the original creation of matter itself, so that the whole thing, both on the human and the material side, is given from the word go. So what that's saying is the patient is going to believe that our prayers are just supposed to happen, but God already knew that we were going to say that. Our prayers do make a difference. I just want to let you know that. A difference so much, in fact, that the weather for tomorrow is affected by our prayers, but the patient doesn't believe that. How many of us believe that our prayers are that effective? The Bible says so much about prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Philippians 4.6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Psalms 116.1-2 says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. I love that one. So this next part of this letter is hard to understand. It's basically saying God doesn't see what we're going to do in the future, but he sees what we're doing in the now because he doesn't live in time. And he doesn't interfere by not giving us choices. He gives us free will. So even though God knows what we're going to say even before we say it, we still have the free will to choose what we want to do, what we want to think, what we want to believe. So God does not see us making decisions in the future because he doesn't live inside time. His now and present is infinite. God gives us free will because he loves us and wants us to choose him on our own. So we're able to make decisions, but all our prayers affect our every day, everything that we walk through including the weather, like it said in the letter. So the last part of the letter is about how people don't read as much, and especially old books, so the demons don't have to worry about the humans gaining more wisdom from old books because they've basically put that out of people's minds to do. The letter ends with saying, 
to regard the ancient writer as a possible source of knowledge, to anticipate that what he said could possibly modify your thoughts or your behavior. This would be rejected as unutterably simple-minded. And since we cannot deceive the whole human race all the time, it is most important thus to cut every generation off from all others. For where learning makes a free commerce between the ages, there is always the danger that the characteristic errors of one may be corrected by the characteristic truths of another. But thanks be to our father, which is the devil, and the historic point of view, great scholars are now as little nourished by the past as the most ignorant mechanic who holds that history is bunk. The warning there is read books from past generations. Learn from generations that came before you. We need to do this. They have answers to questions that we've been asking. Just like we've gone through the screw tape letters and we have found so much insight to apply to our lives today, there's more books out there. Go find your answers. There's nothing new under the sun. So whatever you're walking through, someone has been there before and there's probably a book on it. Get together with older generations and learn from them. Ask them questions and then listen to their responses. God can speak through anyone. So start looking for answers today and pray. Pray about everything. Pray with your heart in it. Pray for the sick. Pray for the food that you're eating. All the big things and the small things because your prayers matter. That's what this letter is all about is knowing that our prayers do matter and that we want to spend time focusing on God. I know there's some stuff in there when we talked about God, you know, not existing in time and existing in his present, the now. It's confusing because it's like, okay, God does know what we're going to think before we think it. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. But yet there's still free will. It's a concept that I personally am still mind blown by. I'm sure we will never fully understand it and grasp it because it's it's for God to understand and his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So yeah, that is letter 27 and I'll talk to you guys about letter 28 tomorrow. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.